views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. Hello, this is UCI Chancellor Dr. Howard Gilman. Whenever I get the urge to hear independent talk radio, I only tune into KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine or online at KUCI.org. I love Anteater Radio. Welcome back. I'm your host, Kenzie, and you're listening to Local Love on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Today, we're joined by Craig Taylor, the founder, writer, and director for Carport Theater, and formerly known as the principal of the Academy of Weird Arts and Sciences. Carport Theater is a long-standing acting collective that puts on weird and wacky plays that take a fun spin on pop cultural references, parody hit productions, draw upon historical references, and much more. Today we discuss the history of Carport Theater, the origins of the Weirdo Awards, the productions that have been put on, advice Craig has for others pursuing play production or writing, and why the Carport Theater is important to its community. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy the following interview. Thank you once again for coming on to Local Love today. Again, it is genuinely a huge privilege to have you on the show. So thank you once again for being here. Mackenzie, I could not be more flattered. It is my pleasure entirely, I assure you. Well, I'm so excited to learn more about Carport Theater as well. So I was wondering too, if you would be able to tell me a little bit about the history of Carport Theater too. And like, why was it founded and when did you find it? It's a convoluted story. <laughs> I said I was the president of the Academy of Weird Arts and Sciences. Annually, we give a weirdo award for outrageous behavior. <laughs> something odd or kicky that someone does or something that happens to someone. We pick five titles every year. We make the titles up ourselves. And then we all vote and we come up with the winner of the Weirdo Award. And that started, I think, while I was in college. Oh, wow. A bunch of us just sitting around goofing off. And someone did something particularly weird. <laughs> and we all decided that was weirdo worthy. And we gave the first Weirdo Award. That was <laughs> in 1971. We have now given. 50 annual Weirdo Awards. And the Carport Theater came about, I would say 10 years into this whole process. And it was because we thought if we're going to do something like this, we should be doing more than sitting down and having dinner together and laughing. We could actually entertain. And I had written a couple plays by that time. And so I converted them into plays for the Weirdo Awards. The plays that we do, which I write all of, are parodies of anything you can imagine, from a real situation in life mm -hmm. to something political, something show busy, a movie, a book. Mm -hmm. Anything you can imagine can be turned into a weirdo play by making it about us by putting ourselves into the plot, which can be entirely imagined with just the slightest germ of an origin 
And what comes to mind, these are absurdist plays and there's nothing more purely absurd as far as plays go, as far as literature goes. Mm -hmm. It all comes out of the early part of the 1900s when they were into abstract painting and things like Dali, right. and Picasso. And there was a similar movement in literature. Most of these things come out of existential type philosophy. And the point to existential philosophy artistically is none of this has any meaning at all. There's right. no meaning to life. Life does not make sense. And believe me, there's no meaning to my plays and my <laughs> plays do not make sense, as you yourself learned. <laughs> the smallest germ in that case was the film on Judy Garland, which covered the last year of her life. And I took the title, the character, what's known about Judy Garland, and I put it into my own situation where she didn't spend the last year of her life in a small theater in London, she spent it at Carport Theater <laughs> in La Pinata. And from there I just wrote. But a real example of taking a title period mm -hmm. and turning it into a weirdo play, I did that with one of the essential theater of the absurd type plays, which would be Waiting for Godot. Right. And I just liked the idea of waiting for Weirdo putting the key on the end of the door. And that's how that was born. And that's literally all it has to do with the play Waiting for Godot. Oh, that's so amazing too. And so we did, back to the original question, start doing entertaining productions based mm -hmm. on my plays. I parodied our first two plays from the plays that I had already written at the time. And then I just took off. And we <laughs> had The Weirdo of Oz. We had The Graduate. We had Who's Afraid of Virginia Weird and A Clockword Weird. We also had plays that are a little more obliquely titled. We <laughs> took the musical Chicago and turned <laughs> it into Windy City Weirdos. That was one of my favorite productions. The music in it was just perfect to rewrite. We rewrite music, but it's not the music we're rewriting. It's the lyric we're rewriting to relate to the play that we're doing. Those songs were also fabulous that we used them all. And we did some pretty nice little musical numbers. At the time I had a huge cast, it was about 25 people. And we did all those musical numbers with people who really had some musical talent. How do you find the people that participate in carport theater? It's a combination of both finding them and having them come to me. We don't advertise anything. This is all done by invitation and word of ear. Mm -hmm. And anybody who wants to try something out, I just ask them, can you sing? Can you dance? Do you act? And they'll say, yes. Right. And I can create something for them. I find my cast before I even start writing a play. And my cast has been fairly 
fairly the same number of people and pretty much the same actual people for a long time now. We add people every now and then. We had a new couple this year and some stay, some don't. Some aren't available, but I need to know exactly what my cast is because I write for those people. I will have as many characters in a play as I have actors. It's a lot easier than writing, oh, what's the perfect play I could write? Right. Much more, what's the perfect thing I could do with these people? Mm -hmm. And that way I don't have to do auditions. I can't imagine anything more obnoxious than doing an audition. <laughs> Having been on the auditioning end of it, I didn't care for it much. And I don't know how anybody else on the other end could think this is a lot of fun. Anybody wants to play? Like I said, I call all the shots. I create the character for the talent that I either know or suspect I'm dealing with. And it works well. Somebody could come through a friend as you did, mm -hmm. or they could be walking down my street and think what in the world is going on in that driveway. <laughs> and this has happened. This used to happen when before we came here and started calling it Carport Theater, we would rent public houses. I think the first one was done in someone's backyard, mm -hmm. the second one in someone's office. And then we found the ladies club and we did a few there and we did a few at Farnsworth Park in your city of Pasadena, which nice. was a lot of fun. And we did, we did a production down in South Pasadena at what was once a mortuary and had become an adult school and they had a runway set up for whatever reason, I have no idea. And we decided we'll just rent this place. I wrote a play for a runway. We did a performance there. Uh, it's all coming back to me now. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> it seriously was. That particular play, this is a situation we don't often take, a political situation. Mm -hmm. an historical situation. We had a runway. The country of Yugoslavia was breaking into little Slavic republics. Right. This would be the early 1990s. We figured rather than a war, which is kind of uncouth, we decided we would have a beauty contest and we would have contestants from the individual republics, and we were going to pick Mr. Weirdoslavia. <laughs> and we had, I think the contestant from Serbolonia won. I'm not sure about that. It wasn't me, I remember, because I got killed in their little war on the runway. <laughs> they were throwing plastic balls at each other. They were all over this room. I wanted to mention that that was the first time we had a problem in a public building that belonged to somebody else, let's put it that way. And there were sequins and glitter all over the place. Oh, and that's hard to clean. <laughs> did give it a good cleaning, but they were still upset about it. So eventually we ended up in my driveway. That mm -hmm. way we can have a whole props and wardrobe department in the garage 
And we can even use it as part of the show, as you saw, we can use it as part of the show. We can use my swimming pool. We've had people jump off the roof into the swimming pool. Clash. <laughs> we did Castaway. And the character doing the lead took his airplane up a ladder to the roof and then had his air crash into the pool <laughs> and came out and found himself stranded in the props and wardrobe department. Oh, that's funny. It kind of is when I stop to think about it. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> we've had fun with just about everything we've done. That's what the purpose here is. Have a good time. Enjoy yourself. And they do. The actors are all really good. Mm-hmm. I claim to be the director of what I write. I'm not. These people know what they're doing. They know what they can do. And they know that I know what they can do. And so that's where we get all the fun out of it. I don't really direct it. I watch it for the geographics. I want to know, you shouldn't be standing there. You should be delivering this over there. But as far as the acting goes, I can't tell them how to act. In fact, I stopped acting with them a long time ago just because I couldn't remember what I wrote in the first place. <laughs> I caught one of the younger actors saying to one who had been here for a long time, what if I can't remember my lines? What do I do? How do I improvise? And the actor who had been experienced said, don't worry, just be prepared for anything Craig says and go along with it. Because mm-hmm. I cannot literally these days remember what I wrote. <laughs> I've been because I never read it again after I write it. I get my greatest joy. It's a lot of fun doing these shows, but as a writer, my greatest pleasure is to listen to the first reading. And boy, do we have a good time. But to have other people come here and enjoy what we do and to express that to us. That's where all of these people, myself included, really get the reward of doing something like this. And if you had to describe to any of the listeners what one of your productions like look like. It's sort of like the little rascals got all grown up and never stopped playing in the backyard. (laughs) It is high energy because when you've got that much going on and you've got people coming in to watch you, and you're working on your lines or trying to get your song right, you get pretty worked up. (laughs) And the excitement is a lot of fun for all of us. And we also, of course, video it. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of fun at that after party too. It's a lot of fun to watch what everybody else did while you were backstage worrying about your hair. Right, right. Get the dress put on right. <laughs> that kind of thing. And it's a no pressure business because there's no money involved. It's just for a good time. You could get a good education. You could see how our civil war went when you come and watch Gone with the Weirdo. Right. <laughs> and we're just going to take a quick message from KUCI. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. Hello, this is UCI Chancellor Dr. Howard Gilman. Whenever I get the urge to hear independent talk radio, 
I only tune into KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine or online at KUCI.org. I love Anteater Radio. I'd like to take a moment to remind the listener that you're listening to Local Love on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. If you'd like to learn more about KUCI, you can visit us at KUCI.org or visit our Instagram and Twitter at KUCI-FM. If you'd like to learn more about Local Love or listen to any past interviews, you can go to Local Love KUCI on Instagram and find a link tree listed in our bio. There you can find the Local Love website where all past shows are archived. You can also find a contact on the Local Love website where you can submit your own guest recommendations. To remind anyone tuning in now, you're currently listening to an interview with Craig Taylor, the founder, writer, and director for Carport Theater. Now back to the interview. to that idea that you write your scripts like for your actors. I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit more about your actors or that process of, you know, finding your actors or preparing them for those roles. I'd love to hear more. I have the most talented bunch of people that you can find anywhere in Los Angeles. Some of the best actors in LA are in my driveway. Some of them have professional experiences and have made movies, done television programs, appeared in plays here and there in Europe. Others are waiters and teachers. Right. People who sell things on eBay. (laughs) And each one is a specific person. They're all friends of mine. I've known them all for years. Even the last two who just joined us, I've known her for probably two years now. One of them has been with us since the first play we did. And he's been in almost every single one. We do sometimes five plays a year. Other times we will do a revival of a play here and there. We give ourselves awards. We have (laughs) awards that we give every five plays so that we've got five to run for best play. And then we do not only the best play, we do the best supporting actress and the best group, vocal group, or the best choreography, perhaps. Mm-hmm. We have the best costumes, of course. And we give ourselves the Hinky Awards every five plays. And I think we've done 21 of those series of those awards. And that's a night of entertainment, too usually the play will relate to the Hinky Awards, if mm-hmm. not to the Weirdo Award itself, if not to just anything crazy that's happening in the world. One of our actresses, one of their very early ones, very good friend of mine, has been in several big productions. The one she's best known for, however, she's in both of the Princess Diaries movies. Oh, wow. She's recognizable to a lot of people because I guess if you didn't see it when you were young, you have children now who have watched mm-hmm. 10 times. <laughs> I about her picture. I was telling someone that I do, I sing duets with her. We often perform together. We've won a couple of Hanky Awards, in fact. <laughs> I pulled out a picture to show them who I sing with. 
And this lady who was mid-20s, say, says, well, that's the girl from The Princess Diaries. And then she told me which scenes my friend, her name is Bethryn Gush, we call her. She goes by the stage name professionally, Elizabeth Gudenroth. Right. You see, we do have a lot more imagination than the real world. <laughs> and recognized her right away. Others have recognized people that they've worked with in movies. Beth's Princess Diaries appearances went along with a couple of our actors who worked a lot with Gary Marshall, who was the director of the Princess Diaries. Some of us have done television. I say us because I actually did a couple commercials many years ago. And uh, one was for Pasadena City College. One was for a restaurant I worked in. It's good to see someone like my friend John, who has been, John McCabe, has been in all of our productions from the beginning. He's missed maybe four or five along the way. I think I've written about 90 plays. People come up with different tallies because some of them were bunched together. And John never had any professional experience. I think, now your friend Tom obviously has had none whatsoever. Except what he does here, which is true of many people. And they go on and do other things. And this is where they learn to do those other things, which is odd, because I'm not telling them what to do. I am no actor, as I told you. I never took anything but two acting classes, which was after I was out of school. Mm -hmm. I was a linguistics major, different languages. I decided after I was out of school, I was enjoying myself. So I thought, well, I'll keep going to school. And I took classes in adult education at UCLA. Mm-hmm. And that's where I got the cast to do the first play I did. Those were entirely friends, none of whom had any professional experiences. One was Howard Hawks' daughter, if you know who Howard Hawks is, one of our most famous director, particularly of Westerns discovered like Lauren Bacall, really first-rate productions and all of that. And his daughter-in-law was the only one who had been anywhere near anything like that (laughs) out of the four people that worked on that play. And then it was later that we attracted people from some of the acting schools. Just because somebody who saw our play or was in our play would take it back to school with them and tell people. Mm -hmm. And that's how I meet people. I think okay. that's one of your questions about the actors. They're all very different. Uh, a couple of them do solitary plays, one-man shows, that type of thing in festivals here in LA. Mm-hmm. Several of them are in festivals. Many of them appear in the San Fernando Valley theaters, which are really, really good small theaters. and. We have connections to three or four groups out there and they join us to do our plays and we patronize them and go to theirs and enjoy them very much. And I steal all the actors I can find when I get there. And they're doing the same thing to me now. They finally learned this can work both ways and they're doing that to me too and taking my actors. That's all fine. That is fine. That's what we're here for. We're not Mm -hmm. a professional organization. We don't take money for any reason. We'll take 
a nice homemade pie to stick on the table the night of one of the shows. <laughs> but that is all we accept as far as remuneration goes. And I was genuinely curious too, because it's like hearing about your history with writing plays and how it wasn't like the original direction of your schooling education, but it was just something you were interested in it. And now you've done so many. I was wondering like what advice you could offer for anyone that was wanting to possibly write a play themselves or even direct something. Did you have any type of advice that you could give those types of people? Being a layman, not having studied theater except as literature, Mm -hmm. having all of my experience here, I have rarely appeared elsewhere or had anything I wrote done elsewhere, very rarely. And being a procrastinator (laughs) like I am, because when I make up a play, I make it up for months and put together the cast and everything, but I don't write it until I've got two days to have it printed. Right. That is totally serious. That's the way I work. If I'm writing two plays, I'll give myself four days. I will take it into FedEx to print it the morning that I'm having 15 people come read it in the afternoon. I do it that way because I'm a procrastinator. I have to be forced to write. So what advice I would give is something I admire rather than practice, Mm -hmm. which is write all the time. Mm -hmm. Just keep writing. Develop a plot. Make up characters. Throw in a few songs and rewrite the lyrics because you can always rewrite lyrics better than they were written in the first place. Right. (laughs) That is so true. We have done music as far back as not only folks and classic songs that might be 200 years old, Mm -hmm. but as far as written recorded music, We've done music from the very early 1900s. I think 1904 is as far back with a song. In fact, it was a well-known song because it was recorded several times and then made a huge hit by Connie Francis. And I have to ask too, for one of our last questions of today's uh, show, I was wondering too, like what are the future goals of the Carport Theater? Are you hoping to continue producing these? That, absolutely. We have no goals. We're not looking to be like the centerpiece of the theatrical universe. That's just not it. We're having a good time with friends, having as much a party as a theatrical production. That's my goal, is to keep doing what we're doing now, to bring in more people who would like to join us. Craig Taylor, 818 at gmail.com give other people the opportunity to enjoy what we enjoy doing peggy for instance my friend whom you've seen glances of and she has a hand with a tattoo on the wrist was very excited when we did a takeoff on queen we did weird Hemian rhapsody mm-hmm. and we did as many Queen songs as we could fit in there, and Peggy got to sing one of her favorite Queen songs. She took I'm in love with my car and turned it in to I'm in love with this carport and did a musical number of which you will not see the like. <laughs> nothing like it. Absolutely nothing like it. 
We're here to have a good time, Mackenzie. And we're having an awfully good time doing what we're doing to go to public with this idea would be really overdoing it. It would change the whole reason for what it does for us. And so future plans, like I said, I'd like to just keep doing what we're doing. New people anytime. The old people are a lot of fun, but they're getting rusty. And I would love to have you come back as often as you possibly could. Oh, it would be a privilege for me to come back. I would absolutely love to come back to your next production. And thank you so much for being on Local Love today. It has been genuinely such a joy to hear about this. Entirely my pleasure. I can't tell you how much I enjoyed it. I wanted to end off by thanking Craig for being a part of Local Love today. If you're interested in Carport Theater, you can reach out to Craig's email at craigtaylor818 at gmail.com. If you missed any part of the show, or you would just simply like to listen to it again, you can find all past shows archived on the Local Love website. You can access the Local Love website by typing in at locallovekuci on Instagram, and it will be linked in the bio. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. I'm your host, Kenzie, and you just listened to Local Love on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. Hello, this is UCI Chancellor Dr. Howard Gilman. Whenever I get the urge to hear independent talk radio, I only tune into KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine or online at KUCI.org. I love Ant Eater Radio.